The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Welcome to another edition of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh and Jax Bruce. Jax, how are you doing? What have you been up to? Hi, Brian. Uh, what have I been up to? Um, I was out for dinner on Saturday night with friends, so that was good. Uh, how are you doing? Um, yes, uh, yes, all good. I had a game of golf for the weekend, actually. Um, um, I, my dad used to come back to my um, my mum after playing golf and go, can I tell you about my golf? And she used to say, yes, start of the 18th, so I'll not bore you with it. <laughs> but it was probably the best game of golf I've had in a very long time, but never mind. <laughs> um, so today we have the pleasure of talking to Oliver Hill, who is a coach who specialises in personal development coaching, business coaching and leadership coaching. Oliver helps determined individuals to achieve their full potential his clients are from many different walks of life, united by their mindset and commitment to take action. Oliver can help you accomplish your most ambitious, aspirational or challenging goals, whether that's becoming a more successful leader for your business, finding a more efficient way to achieve your life stream or overcoming the negative thinking that's been holding you back. Oliver, great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. That Oliver sounds great, doesn't he? My my copywriters did a fantastic job there with the uh, with the about me bit, but uh, all joking apart, I'm I'm good. I'm very well. Thank you very much for coming on, uh, inviting me on. I'm I'm fascinated to see um, what you've got in store for me. What questions I'm going to be uh, be asked? I've had a tiny bit of prep thrown at me, but not too much. So uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm very well, and I'm very pleased to hear you're playing golf um, again. That that's uh, that's that's very encouraging. All music to my ears. Yeah, twice in the last week actually. So. Nice. So, so um, I suppose the first question we've been asking everyone um, who's come on the podcast recently, how is, is about the kind of the pandemic? So how have you navigated the ins and outs of the pandemic for the last, gosh, 18, probably more than 18 months now? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, when, when, when lockdown one came around, bearing in mind I'm a coach and most of my coaching's one-to-one. I do some work with teams as well. But it was up till then, it had all been pretty much 90, 95% face-to-face. So I honestly thought, oh dear, this rodeo's over. I need to find something else to do. I really did think it was going to be that severe because for three months of no work and, and no, um, no connections with people, I, I was wondering how it's going to work. So I forced myself to um, do what I've always said I wouldn't do, and that was do videos um, through uh, video chats through Zoom, Google Hangouts, Teams, and all the various things. And you know what? It's gone ridiculously well. I, I do. I always cringe a little bit when I say this, but since lockdown one, uh, business has just absolutely rocketed for me. Um, the areas of 
of reach that I've got are obviously um, unrestricted now. Uh, I cover the whole of the UK. I'm even having conversations with people in the US now, whereas I'm based in Norwich um, in the east of England, and that was my region, really. I would probably go as far as London, um, but I stuck mainly in in, um, in Norfolk and Suffolk because of logistical reasons, whereas now I've got clients all over the place, in Scotland, for one, um, you know, and uh, Wales, um, all across the different regions in the country as well. So for me, personally it's actually been quite good and all i had to do to navigate it was get myself a home office set up where i could um you know speak to my clients via video links and hopefully have half decent broadband <laughs> yeah well i think that's been a challenge for a lot of people actually to be fair um yeah yeah so yeah i i, I have i certainly have my challenges with with broadband no that's good to hear that is that is good to hear so you're a coach um <clears throat> what what got you into that why are you a coach and how can how can coaching help our listeners yeah so it's um that's a good one really i mean for me i've had many years in in various business i've, I've been employed myself um but also our families run businesses for quite a few years and i sort of dipped in and out of them um and the thing that took me to coaching was getting to around about i'm, I'm 41 now and i got to my mid 30s um probably a year or so before i started this business and started to realize stuff that I felt I should have known about for years and no one had told me. Uh, the information's readily available. All the stuff I coach now is readily available to people. Some of it's free, some of it costs the amount of a book, some of it maybe a little bit more, but none of it's that expensive, but literally no one had told me about it. And I had one of these moments where I don't suffer from a lack of confidence and that's actually quite blinding sometimes because I thought I was a bit special pre certainly going through my tw 20s into my early 30s and a few events happened that made me realize that I wasn't quite as special as I thought I was in actual fact I was probably quite poor at a lot of things and that sent me on a little bit of a personal development journey and when I got to the end of it and feel like I literally do feel like a different person um, and all for the better I thought this this is fun I, I enjoy this I'm not your most immediately natural um, first person you think of to go into coaching. In fact, I had some training with a company um, in my early days and they said, why, why are you here? People like you don't come to things like this. And the buzz I get is to know that I am actually able to help people circumnavigate all this information that's out there, pick out the stuff that's really good for them and make their lives better. And honestly, I get a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of an ego buzz out of helping them and seeing that person transition. Um, so that's why I do it. And I, you know, I've got quite a few businesses that I could be working on, but it's just not as much fun um, as helping somebody work out stuff for themselves with a little bit of guidance. It just, um, yeah, it's just very exciting. I, I've found I never knew that's what I wanted to do, but now I do. <laughs> that's really interesting, actually, Oliver, because I'm I'm 51 years of age, and on a daily basis now, I go, how does it take me to 51 to actually know this stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think people just, they make an assumption that they, that they know everything and, and, and they don't put development at the top of the list of things to do. Yeah. And it's that, you know, your question, your second bit, how can this, um, this help your listeners? You know, it, it's not restricted to one sector. So uh, I'm pretty sure this is the, gives me the hunch of why I was invited on here is because it, 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 it it resonates to any individual, any team, any company. You can always do more. And if you're not investing in your own personal development, the, the blunt response is you should be. It's not a case yeah. of it's easy, you could be, or you, there's an, there's an, you, you must. 
if you really want to achieve what you want to achieve and if you really want to pursue happiness you need to be focusing on this so this is all about happiness at the end of the day uh fulfillment purpose all those sorts of things and i realized i didn't have any of that um and i also realized the reasons why whereas now i wouldn't say i'm there i mean i, I you know life's been good to me i'm not going to complain but i'm much clearer now on why i do what i do what I will accept, what I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate. Um, you know, I have my own coach, um, really important thing to stress. You know, I'm not going to say coaching is the best thing since sliced bread and then not invest in it myself. Um, so I need that guidance as well. And, and, and everybody needs help in some way. So how it can help your listeners is to just make them think, am I sure I'm getting what I want? Uh, are things going as well as they could be? Are there things that I, I, or hopes and dreams and ideas that I wish I could be doing that are a little unfulfilled at the minute? The likelihood is in virtually every single listener, there'll be something that they'll be like, oh, do you know what? This could be going better. And if that's the case, there's stuff out there and people like me, but you can do it on your own. That will help you. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So you may, to be fair, you may have already answered this actually, but what would be your one piece of advice to anyone listening who wants to make changes to their life, either business or personal? So for me, again, it sounds a bit bit blunt, but I'd say if there is one thing you want to do, then do it. Um, don't talk about doing it. Don't plan about doing it. Just get it started. You can then begin planning it whilst you've started it because one of the things I I really believe strongly in, there's no such thing as failure. There's only failure to listen to the feedback that life gives you. And every time you fail and fall down, there's an opportunity to realize why it happened and move forward. Um, now. If your first step involves putting a lot of money down on something, then I, I retract that statement because I don't say just do it if it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds, obviously. But most of the actions that you need to take aren't that significant. Um, so, you know, I don't want people turning up tomorrow handing in the notice or anything like that. But if it's a case of fitness, there's some things that are very easy to do. If it's the case of maybe reading some good content or listening to the, some good content, there's no excuse. It's very, very easy to do. So for me, it would be a case of if you've got an idea of what you'd like to do, do something around that now, today. The minute you've listened to this podcast, go and order a book or go and do um, download a fitness app or whatever it is that you're focusing on go off and do something that points you in the direction of, of achieving that goal take some action just just do it someone once said <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um so okay so yeah it sounds like you're you're very enthusiastic and passionate about about what you do what what's the one thing you like most about coaching then? oh it's cool it's funny enough it coincides with a, an old social media video that i've just re posted today i think where i'm asked that exact question and it's about seeing the penny drop you know I've, I've had it with quite a few people some of them not too far from me now where they just have that moment of oh my god that's so easy or, or that's so obvious or it doesn't have to be this way and then agreeing some actions and when we come back to meet again whether it be fortnightly monthly whenever they've done something and they've got measurable successes and changes in what they're doing based on that realization that i know they could have achieved themselves but they hadn't and i know that i've contributed in some way shape or form it doesn't get any better than that just seeing that transformation that shift in thinking in action whatever it might be is just awesome and that, that's that's what gets me going really in this in this whole business is why I do what I do every day 
Okay, I think it's probably a good idea for me to fess up now that you're actually my business coach, seeing as there's a couple of uh, comments being dropped in about it. And 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 certainly, you know, I, you know, the pennies dropped for me. I mean, it's what twelve months we're working together now. Yeah. And um, and the penny has dropped for me on a number of occasions, and I, I don't think I would be um, as developed as a leader and um, and as a person. Uh, if if I hadn't if I hadn't um, sought you know um, sought out a business coach so so yeah I thought we better fest that one up very quickly yeah fair enough okay, yeah. so it's nice for everybody uh, to know that you haven't just randomly invited some coach yeah. you've got some experience you know so I could be a madman but you can probably testify to the fact that I'm probably not completely uh, mad yes no well well not completely anyway so yeah <laughs> um, so to to bring so we we you know. Uh, the business and the and the podcast is all around kind of property management, block management, factoring, you know, whatever you want to call it in the UK. So, <laughs> so and we and well, one of the businesses or or a couple of businesses I'm involved in um, supply software to that market. So that's their tools, if you like. So so um, and CPL mainly um, provides a lot of tools to the world of property. What tools as a coach do you use? Yeah, so that there are there are multiple tools, but I always start with one. Um, and you know, you you can testify to the impact that it's had on you as well. I, I know now that you've you've um, as you say fessed up to it. Uh, it's a tool called Clifton Strengths. Um, in the world um, that most people know, they'll just it'll be considered a personality test. Um, I don't like that description because it's so much more than that but for people who don't know it that's a fair assessment of it because you'll take an assessment and it will give you a report that's very personalized about what makes you tick and it helps unlock your naturalist talents the things that come most easy to you it helps you understand what you do best and how you do it best every single day and it will give you a pointer for communicating with others about how you like to be communicated with and there simply just isn't a better tool out there. Um, and I'm not, you know, I, I use the the the, the, um, the tool, but I'm not uh, franchised by it. I don't have to use it. I choose to use it. Um, there's plenty of ones out there that would cost a fortune to use. This one doesn't. Um, and it just provides so much information to help you uh, as an individual reconnect with yourself, know, learn things about yourself that perhaps you didn't know, but also remind you about things that you do know um about yourself and it gives you a, a sort of form of basic language to describe that a to yourself b to other people and if in an organization you start spreading that across the board then you can begin a sort of strength-based culture as it were because this tool focuses on taking your innate talents what comes naturally easy to, to you and working it towards what we would call a strength which is sort of near perfect or, or peak performance which we can't achieve every single day but if we're working towards that end then life's going to go pretty well and uh, I've had success, success using it in our own businesses. I've success using it in clients' businesses. And now I found it really useful for just sort of the icebreaker sessions, you know, the first sessions with new clients to really help me understand how they tick and then transfer that information over to them in, in our first session. Honestly, it, for, it's 50 pounds an assessment. I mean, you, no company in the world can find anything of greater value than this, this report. And you don't need someone like me to come in and help you with it. it it's advantageous, of course, but you can do it all yourself. There's so much resource um, available by the company Gallup who, 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 who sell this assessment. Um, it's ludicrous, it's crazy value absolutely the tool of choice forget all the other ones myers disc briggs they're fine um, but this one is the best by by a country mile in my humble opinion 
Good and interesting. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, obviously you you introduced me to it. Although I had heard of it before, but not in the correct manner. In fact, I think I remember explaining to you how it was explained to me, and and you wanted to. Uh, well, let's say there were a few expletives on that yeah. conversation, and 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 yeah. I mean, I, I find it invaluable now, and and um, and in fact, um, it caused me to or 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 pushed me to want to go and and do the certification as well so um and 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 we roll it out in um in all the businesses that i'm, I'm involved in now and it is just a phenomenal tool yeah a phenomenal tool and it's just on that this is a fine thing but it is so important to highlight it's just that it's just a tool uh -huh. so a lot of organizations might come in with an idea like this and make it the whole life and um uh, you know that the whole thing for the company that we just this is what we do but it is just a tool it's only as good as it is then used and um, so you can come in and have a real what we always call a strengths loving where everybody will talk about their strengths they've done their assessments and we just talk about how much that's me and it all works but if you don't do something with it if you don't aim that in a certain direction then it's just as good as all the other ones in that it comes in it's a new idea and it's then forgotten and moved on and it never achieves anything you've got to you've got to really be deliberate about using it um yeah i don't know if they're always a popular one to mention now but facebook um they use this tool it's the first thing they do with any new recruits get them to take this assessment and they position them within the company based on their talents um you know and i think for all their Goods and bads, Facebook's not been too unsuccessful in the last 10 or so years, and their culture is quite strong, if not quite tough. It's it's very well known, the culture of Facebook, and there's a few other companies at that sort of level that use it as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that seems like a good a good point to make. Hmm. No, interesting. So, so talking about coaching, so um just i mean i used to get extremely confused about about this years ago and, and it, it was a big step for me to take to, to to um to 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 look for a coach but what what is the difference between say i don't know coaching mentoring training consultancy these sort of things so what 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 what, what separates a coach out yeah so th this is this is really quite an important dynamic because I, I, there's a lot of people in so my my sector is an interesting one because the 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 bar for entry is incredibly low anyone can call themselves a coach uh, heck uh, i did um no but no i did not go down the route of, of of lengthy qualifications and so forth for it i'm certified to use a few tools but i'm i'm a coach who comes from life experience only so i called myself a coach with nothing to sort of back that up other than my knowledge uh, and what that means is anyone can start so therefore the bar for success is ludicrously high but if the bar for entry is very, very low, what it means is most people's experiences of coaching hasn't been as good as it could have been. It's about as diplomatic as I can be. Part of that is a lot of coaches get a bit confused about what coaching is. So to answer your question, the, the, there's sort of four types, isn't there? There's the consultancy. Now, someone who comes in and does consultancy, they're not coaching. They're coming in to help you transform what you're doing. It's most likely they're a business consultant. Therefore, there's a specific area that you want them to focus on, and they're going to help you change and transform and improve. Rather like with training, if, if you go to training, there's a specialist topic that you've probably been asked um, or that you're asking for them to transfer knowledge over to you. So you're going to be taught how to do things, how to use things. But again, you're not being coached. You're being given instructions, in effect. Then you've got mentors who are the closest thing to a coach, but those people have specialist experience in some way that relates to what you're doing. Either they've been in the same sector as you or they've been at the same level of management as you and they're going to guide you sharing their experiences. A coach doesn't need to know anything about what you do. 
they are not there. They're not necessarily an expert in that field. They might not know anything about the area of work you're in. What these people do is they know how to ask good, sensible questions. They know how to find out what you really want. They've got access to a load of tools and techniques and ideas that you should be taking on board that if you do, will make changes in your life. But so important, all the other three areas have to have some form of expert knowledge in what you do to be able to help you. The coach doesn't. And you will testify to the fact that I know nothing about your sector. And I've asked some pretty stupid questions, which in actual fact, when we reflect on them, weren't actually that stupid after all, because it's sometimes difficult when you're in the heat of things to see the wood from the trees. And that's what a coach can do. They can come in and say, well, that doesn't seem so, so sensible. Talk me through that. Help me understand why you do this thing or why that's happening or what it is. And often clients don't have as good an answer as they should do to these questions. And that you can suddenly see the wheels start moving in their brain where they're like, hang on, something's up here. And you wouldn't necessarily always get that from a mentor, a trainer or a consultant, not in the same way. Okay, that's really interesting because it, it certainly is something that I think possibly people people can get confused about. And 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 yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly for me, it was someone I was looking for someone to challenge me um, in my thinking and what I was doing. And 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 yeah, and and you certainly have done that over the last year. Anyway, I can feel the pain. <laughs> I can hear it and feel the pain coming through the microphone. There. <laughs> moving swiftly on. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so excuse me. And I know you love a good book or audio book actually. Mm-hmm. What are the five books you would recommend our audience right now, and why? Yeah, I, I think that I gave this some um, some thoughts. I knew this question was was coming. So the first one is a bit of a no brainer, as you will know, um, Brian. Uh, there's a book called The Slight Edge by a chap called Jeff Olson. Uh, this is all about, for me, setting people's mindset into the position I need them to be to be an effective coachee. So it's all about taking incremental actions on a regular daily basis, and it's it's not the world's best written book. Um, and also it's not available on Audible. Um, so apologies to those who prefer it that way. It is a um, is a hard copy. Um, I'll also admit that I think it must have possibly been um, ceased from publishing because I'm finding it more and more difficult to get copies of. Um, so but it's a hard copy. Now, if you are struggling to get hold of that book, uh, the second one linked to that. So this is both the same in some respects is a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear which is very much moving towards almost replacing the slight edge for me because of the fact I struggle to get hold of copies. But both of them are all about daily actions, small amounts, growing over time, what a massive difference that makes to your life. It's about the formation of positive, healthy habits versus negative ones, and it's a really, really cool um, cool book. I'd recommend both. So perhaps this is six in the end because I've still got four more to come through but if you can get the slight edge please start there but also move on gravitate on to atomic habits because they're they're both exceptional reads the second one is if you're especially if you're running a business and so this may alienate a few people but if you're running a business or thinking of running a business um then the book the e-myth revisited by a chap called Michael Gerber is a brilliant read it helps you just double check what you're doing in your business and are you working in your business or on your business um it's it's a really cool first sort of dive into challenging your thinking um another one if you're managing people this is a lovely book because it's so quick uh, to read but the one minute manager meets the monkey by ken blanchard 
Uh, it must be the one man minute manager meets the monkey. When you start looking for this, you'll realize there's quite a lot of one minute managers. Um, but this is the particular one that you that I'm recommending. They're all good, but this one is particularly around um, delegating and not taking things off people and becoming overworked as a manager. Too many managers I come across will take things off their staff because it's just easier if they do it themselves. This book helps you overcome that really quickly and quite powerfully. Um, the penultimate one I would recommend, this is very much about what motivates you as an individual and what might motivate your staff within a company. It's a book called Drive by Daniel Pink. And it just brings a fascinating thought process into what actually drives people to perform well at work. Um, and it's not what we would think. And it really sort of quickly helps you understand that people don't come to work to get paid. Actually, that is a important factor, but that quickly becomes irrelevant as soon as they are being paid a certain amount of money. It's a fascinating read. Well worth um, challenging your thinking on that. And the final one is a book called The Element by Ken Robinson. And this is very much supports the whole Clifton Strengths idea. So there are some books around Clifton Strengths directly, but this one really is highlighting um, the, the the moment where talent meets personal passion and how powerful that can be. And that is, if you read all five or six of those books um, over the next sort of six to seven months, you will have a completely fresh outlook on life. I 100% guarantee it. Um, and you might have some ideas of, of new actions you want to take, but I, I strongly recommend all of them. Pretty much most of my clients will have read some or all of those books by now, and they've always found them beneficial. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for that. That's that's very useful. <clears throat> I've read a good, not all of them, but I've read a good few of them, and I have found them extremely useful, extremely useful. Okay, so we <clears throat> we now get over to the point in the in the chat where jack's asked three questions which people some people might not want to answer <laughs> but uh yeah this is the, the out of comfort zone stuff so jack's if you're still there yes um thanks oliver um, it's my turn now to ask you the our three final quirky questions yeah so the first of those is what's your biggest failure across your entire career and what did you learn from it yeah, so this one, I don't want to labour the point, sounds like I'm waxing lyrical about it, but Clifton Strengths is responsible for this moment because when I took that assessment back in, I think, 2014, yeah. I didn't really like what I read uh, initially because, I again, I thought I was the best thing ever and this report was suggesting that possibly I wasn't because it highlights how you will be doing well in a certain situation and also how you might not be, like what they call them blind spots. And I quickly realised over a sort of, about a three-month period that I was a terrible, terrible manager. And I was in a very, very senior positions when I was in employment. And I was also quite high up within the family businesses as well. And I was one of these leaders who you, you do as I say, and you don't question me. Um, and if you do question me, you're out the door. And what this report helped me realize, along with a bit of soul searching, was that the people I was kicking out the door were people I really needed because they were challenging me. They were asking me questions. They were being asked by me to make unreasonable um, decisions because I wasn't giving them the information in the way they needed it. And when I started to realize this, the people who used to really antagonize me and bluntly pee me off um, were now, I'll, rather now, are the people I look to for support because they're the ones who complement my skills really, really well. 
Um, but the reason they were challenging me is because I wasn't communicating to them effectively. So when I realized, you know, best thing since sliced bread that I wasn't very good at stuff, that was a very difficult day. But over the course of the next few months, I got my head around it. And um, yeah, that's what I learned from it, that I'm not all that. And I honestly, I think I'm an extreme example, but I think most of us do think we're a little bit better at what we do than we actually are. And we should check in on that far more frequently. And we should accept um, constructive criticism and feedback much more readily because um, it's a much healthier space. So that's my lesson. Yeah, well, that's a, a brave thing to to look at in the first place and then also to talk about. Yeah, it wasn't really fun. <laughs> I still wince <laughs> when I talk about it now, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, good on you. Um, so our next question then is if you ruled the world for a day, what would you do? Blimey, so this is a challenging one. I, I've got I've got some quite controversial ones. I think I'm probably going to keep to myself at the moment. But being a um, being a, a vegan, so please don't all switch off immediately. I am a vegan. I follow a plant based diet. Um, I'm more of a more that I follow a plant based diet than I am like a religious vegan about things. But I would just love everybody to on that day explain to me why they wouldn't go in that direction. Why, why would they need to continue with the consumptions of meats and dairy products and so forth if they knew the full facts of what was going on? So for me, it would be quite a big thing about, I wouldn't say you must all become vegans. I would just love everybody to give me a good reason why they wouldn't. Um, so I could hear from other points of view, because now I know what I do over the last sort of two years of becoming a vegan, three years before that being a vegetarian, I couldn't go back. So I just, I love that, you know, so I'm sorry, that's probably a bit more political than you expected, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated to have the debate with anybody because I'll never, never judge anybody. I just want to know why when, when information's out there, you would carry on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've certainly stopped eating a lot of meat lately in the last sort of year and a half, two years. I've gradually been reducing um to the point where now I'm almost at the vegetarian stage. Um, yeah, and it's, it's about that for me. It's about, could you be more plant-based? It's not about, could you be a vegan? It's mm -hmm. about, could you just, could you reduce it? Could you, you know, all these sorts, anything you do, because it, it's not just about the animals, it's about, you know, carbon footprint, all those sort of things. So there we are. I, I, I will not get on my soapbox any longer, but you did ask. So, <laughs> you know. well, it's, 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 it's this part of it's a very sort of personal, um, we've, we've had quite a few different responses from the people that we've, already spoke to so that's cool. that's really interesting i could probably have a conversation with you that uh, uh offline actually about uh something that i was involved in um that was bringing up a whole different viewpoint on um veganism uh, okay, um, cool, yeah. taking it to another another level almost so but yeah that's that's for another conversation absolutely <laughs> um so when you're 70 and you look back at your life what will you be glad you did or will you be glad will you feel proud of something you've either done already or that you want to do yeah i, I think it's got to be you know first of all i'll be very pleased with myself for getting to 70 that'll be a good start so i'll give myself a pat on the back from that and i hope that i will look back having looked after all the people closest to me so um family first friends second but then third, you know, all the by then I should have helped a hell of a lot of people. Um, and I will help hope that I've got sort of lifelong friends as a result of it whose lives have improved. And, you know, I've got family who are looked after. Um, but we're not just talking money here. You know, there's the, the whole thing that they're well-rounded people as well as they can be, um, that they get on well with people. And that's what I want to look back on. I want to look back and see that there's some satisfaction that I've helped a lot of people. And as I said, that I've made it to 70. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. Cool, Brian, hand back to you. 
Oliver, <coughs> excuse me, Oliver. Great, thank you very much for that. Um, it was great to great to have you on. Great to hear your views on these things. And um, um, yeah, and I will certainly speak to you again in a couple of weeks. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thank you.